Welcome to Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols, the podcast that offers real tools and real conversations to help you feel good about teaching and yourself again. As a teacher who has spent more than two decades in the classroom, I get it. I know you have a lot to do, so if you need help right now, book a free consult call at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T.com. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome to Teacher Jack with Chrissy Nichols. This is episode 107. Thanks so much for being here. You are in for a treat as I have poet and international teacher extraordinaire Eve Ellis. She's also my very dear friend, is joining us today on the podcast. Eve Ellis began her teaching career at Baltimore area private schools before moving to London in 2008, which is exactly where I met her. She is a parent and a poet and a teacher of English in an international school in London. And Eve's superpower is authentically connecting with humans. And at school, this is students and her colleagues and her admin. She shares her enthusiasm for all things literature and poetry. And hot brag about my friend, as a publishing poet, Eve's work has appeared in various UK journals. And she is the 2016 winner of the Winchester Poetry Prize. This year, she was also long-listed for the National Poetry Competition in the UK. I'm so excited she's here in the studio with me. Eve, welcome to Teacher Talk. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me, Chrissy. It's a delight to share this space with you. We have shared so many spaces together over the years. We have shared many spaces, and it is really a thrill to have you here. And first off, for anyone listening to this who has never even maybe been overseas, or perhaps it's been a while, what is it like to teach and live in London? What's it like to work in an international school? Well, you know, um, I think that uh, many of the perks and challenges are similar to what uh, teachers uh, in the U.S. experience, regardless of whether they're in a public or an independent school context. Sure. Um, I think... Gosh, let's see. I, you know, there is a really exciting, um, array of students and families present in the school community where I teach. And, um, you know, I just get to meet people from all over the world, including amazing educators from all over the world. Um, and so it's exciting. It's dynamic. It's busy. Yeah, it's really it's, busy. It is busy. Um, but it's full of incredible opportunities, um, like taking students to Thich Nhat Hanh's monastery, Plum Village in the south of France, um, and taking students to Greece and uh, to Berlin and just so many amazing things. Eve, you're exactly right when I taught there. A mandatory field trip was taking my students to Herculaneum and Pompeii in order to study Roman history. And I was like, uh, I'm in. Because growing up in Cincinnati, Ohio, our hot trip was 
going to the Art Institute in Chicago, which was still great, but no Herculaneum or Pompeii. Okay, Eve, so diving in, you mentioned the busy, 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 Mm -hmm. but what are the biggest challenges you think you face in teaching right now? Well, I think I'm going to lean into the part of the question where you said that you, as in I, face in teaching, Um, because I do think there are things that are often quite universal, but then very individual. And my challenge is that um, I am a teacher. Yes, that's a part of my identity, but so is being a writer and so is being a parent. And so the challenge sometimes that I face in teaching is just wearing those multiple hats and sometimes, you know, fielding an email about my child in the middle of my workday mm-hmm. or um, needing to choose, you know, who's going to put my child to bed while uh, I answer the emails that are unfinished from the day. So I think juggling. In a word, juggling. And I know that's a common experience for many parent educators. I love that you raised um, this idea of balance and work, life, school, home balance, because mm-hmm. I know that your sweet spouse also works with you at the same institution. Mm-hmm. And your daughter goes to this school as well. So In one way, having everything in a one-stop shop, I can imagine, can be great. But in other ways, I bet it's a bit of a, okay, what do we do? Where do we go? Who does what? Who grades papers as who preps for the next day? That's got to be, that's got to be, yeah, a bit of a balance. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know that there are many educators who have partners who also work in the field of education. Teachers are drawn to teachers. And so you can, you and your partner can hit pressure points at the same moment in the school year. Yes. You talk about the waves of the calendar. So having you both hit those waves, but also in the same culture or with the same colleagues or with the same admin. Wowza. Okay. Um, you did say that teachers are drawn to teachers. And so I want to segue into the next question. In your experience, in your community, because you also work with a lot of international colleagues, international mm-hmm. teachers from UK nationals to other European or folks who have just taught all over the world and are from different backgrounds. But what do you think teachers are struggling with right now? Gosh. I mean, I think so many things and the things that rise to the top for me, I think are completely applicable to teachers who are stateside as well as internationally. Um, So one thing, I've got two things. One is that in today's divisive world, um, teachers, even if they haven't experienced it directly, have read in the news about curricular challenges, mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, teachers and schools being questioned, um, for what they teach and how they teach. And so I do think that educators are carrying a wariness in their bodies, even if they've not had a direct experience of being questioned or challenged. I mean, you just only have to sort of open up the New York Times to Mm -hmm. read articles about this. And it cuts across public schools, 
private schools. Um, but the other thing I think even more kind of existential that teachers are struggling with is that is the long tail of the pandemic mm. and that the students that we have in our classrooms now have missed out on important moments in their social emotional development. And now they're being carried forward into spaces where they're sometimes asked to demonstrate skills like executive functioning um, or sort of character traits like motivation and resilience that they just don't have yet. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not blaming the students. That is all about the context in which they have grown up and, you know, the moment in their development when the pandemic hit and it has an impact on teachers. Well, Eve, in a way, I think it's reassuring for all of us to hear that international school teachers, even in American schools, might be, or international school spaces might be facing the same kind of challenges, like what books do I buy, or CRT challenges, or all sorts of curriculum questions. I think so many of my clients think, if only I could teach outside of the U.S., all of my problems would be solved. So thank you for naming that, that the challenge is still really real. And I guess with that in mind, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you love to create for educators? I mean, what might make the job easier and even in your overseas perspective? Oh my gosh. Um, I wish that I had the kind of mind that could just create a magical solution to, for some of the challenges. But I guess what I'm going to offer is um, a quotation from uh, the Buddhist teacher and writer Thich Nhat Hanh, who I referenced earlier, um, you know, he said, and has been quoted as saying, and there's a lot around this now in terms of a movement, that happy teachers change the world. Mm. And I think if teachers themselves can hold that in mind, and also if administrators can hold that in mind, um, then I think that uh, teachers and administrators could sometimes make different choices about how to allocate their time or, you know, to remember what the the value of a full life is. Um, that yes, you're a teacher, but you're many things and you need to be fed as a whole person um, in order to be able to bring that whole vibrant self to the classroom and give your best to students. Well, there it is, everybody. Happy teachers can change the world. Here over, of course, at the Chrissy Concept, we just go for presence because we sure aren't happy all the time. We know life is 50-50, but Thich Nhat Hanh was really onto something. Eve, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's You're my first teacher, educator in the international space, and I really appreciate it. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. That was Eve Ellis, writer, poet, educational superhero here on Teacher Talk. We'll see you in the next episode. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode, teacher friends. If this podcast speaks to you, please share it. 
Share Teacher Talk with one teacher or administrator or educator in your life. To continue the conversation and have life-changing tools and resources sent directly to your inbox, join my weekly newsletter, Teacher Talk, at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T.com. There, you can also book a consult with me. That's a one-on-one conversation to see if coaching might be just what you're looking for. Sometimes one call is all it takes. Have a great day in and out of the classroom, my friends. We'll see you next time.